Hi everyone, I'm Anissa and welcome to the Sleeping Tea Podcast. Definitely, we, we have to keep improving and there's a lot of things that we can do and implement to make it better. Over here, we don't spill the tea, but rather sip it. Each week, we have real conversations with people who have gone against the conventional thinking about what it means to be successful. So grab a cup of tea and join me on this episode. Hi everyone, on today's episode, I'm excited to have Wahida, the co-founder of Hararu Izakaya. Okay, so the first question that I usually ask my guests is, how did you get started? Also, well, basically, it was actually my partner's dream to open a restaurant. So we opened in April 2017. Of course, with family support and also that we have been in the FMB industry for myself like 14 years. My husband is about mm. 21 years. And because of his love towards Japanese cuisine, that's why we embarked on this journey, this particular concept that we opened. So you mentioned that it is actually um, like a partnership between you and your husband. So what exactly are your roles in the restaurant? My partner focuses more on the operations. He's the, actually the person who's in charge of the menus. He's the one. He's a chef actually also. So he cooks and he handles all the operation stuff. But I do more on the paperwork and the backend stuff, yeah. So how does it feel like working with your, your, your partner? Uh, basically, I've worked with him since I was 18. Yeah, so it's like, it's like 18, it's like 12 years ago. So we've been working together for that long. Uh, it's, of course, it's not uh, recommended because, you know, partners, we tend to fight and so on, quarrel and all that. But mm. at the end of the day, it's all your mindset and how you compromise with each other. So it's not that bad of a journey that I can say. Before you met him, you said you were working in FMB for quite a while. What were you, um, what areas were you doing back then? Like what jobs? Um, in, in a restaurant. Yeah, more in Western restaurant and all that. Yeah. So we, from there, yeah, I started, actually I started from fast food, uh, fast food joint. Then I met him uh, when I started to work in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I met him and we started to work from there. And then we, when, whenever there's a change of job, we actually just went together. So that's how it goes, yeah. So um, your partner is guessing in charge of the more of like the the menu and the cooking stuff. So your role is uh, more of operations, Marin. Oh, on the back end, the people and stuff, yeah. How big is your team right now? Not really that big. We're just like maybe about eight of us, six to eight of us, yeah. Um, as the person in the back end, like and the person that was. From the very start, um, do you recall any obstacles that you faced when you were going to start the restaurant? Of course, def- uh, definitely there is always obstacles in whatever that you, you, you're going to embark on. So basically, it's like more on introducing the concept, the cuisine to the minority, which doesn't understand or haven't tried izakaya yet, especially when now we change it to a Muslim-owned. Because izakaya basically is like we serve alcohol and uh, non-halal produce, you know. But we change mm-hmm. it, we tweak it to make sure that everything that we serve is halal. So we had a hard time trying to explain to them. And the portion is not those like a feast. You know, like Muslims, we enjoy having feast like a white spread on a table. But the portioning mm-hmm. for izakaya normally is like tapas, you know, those small, small portions. Yeah, That's for the start. Oh, uh, okay. So the izakaya is actually like a... Like a Japanese barbecue, is it? Something like it's that? A, it's actually a, like a tavern. 
in Malay you may want to say oh. like macam warung like a warung yeah. oh I see I see, I see. Hmm. okay 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 so yeah, like you said it's like small small portions ah. yeah but of course we mm-hmm. took a bit some of the items that we can make it into like a sharing platter and so on yeah. mm, okay okay so how was the like the response from the from everyone when you guys first started before we started um there was like um some medias like saying how they want to see how how when we open how it's going to be so i think because of that so when we started to open it's actually soft launch on in mm-hmm. april 27th of 2017 so, we just do it quietly first because for us, three months is a tweaking period. We want to see what where we can improve on. So, but then again, within the next one week and so, it started to get crazy. That's where the queues, you know, the, the reservation, overbooking and so on. Yeah, so it's it's a good response, we can say. Quite overwhelming, actually. Mm. Okay, okay. So, but how is it compared to now? Has has it, Is it still on the same level of popularity as compared to before if we we are gonna compare the beginning and now it's uh definitely is a huge difference because in the beginning a lot of people is curious so you know i can say should i say monkey see monkey do you know when there's a queue people in singapore when there's a queue people will just join a queue you're just curious what's going on you know yeah so gradually when more people knows about our brand our concept so they have understand when the you know the booking and so on and our operation hours change, so the mm. the flow of people coming in there's a stagger. Of course, it's much more better than before, lah. I can say. Did you have any like any issues with like manpower issues? Because I know that the service and F and B industry in Singapore isn't like the most um how you say easiest industry to be in like do you have any issues like that definitely of course everywhere in fmb there's always manpower issue you can have good months when you have uh overflowing with manpower and months that you are down with manpower mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it's all about the productivity of the team so we of course have to hire the right people and the the key people to actually ensure that things will run in order so let's talk about them the, in the beginning when um, your partner wanted to open a Japanese restaurant. I read that actually the both of you flew to Japan many times Yeah. before starting this restaurant, am I right? Yeah, before we even went to Japan, we both of us ourselves, we work in, in Izakaya in Singapore. Definitely it's a non-halal place. Uh, yeah, because so far, what from what we know is that ours will be the first Muslim owned. We haven't seen a halal Izakaya yet when we wanted to open at a point of time yeah so we had the experience over there i think about four years five years over there and then in yeah in between that timing i mean it's longer for my husband so in between that timing then we started to travel to japan on and off to see the uh, cuisine the the ambience and everything how it's done in japan and so on yeah so we try to replicate that back in uh, hararu izakaya so when your husband flew there, he learned the cuisine you learned as well, I'm guessing? Yeah, we went to workshop as well. There's a workshop oh, in Japan okay. that we went to, like sushi sashimi, you know, those gyoza and so on. Yeah, we went for the workshop as well. Oh, I didn't know they actually have workshops in Japan. Is it all? Yeah, they do actually. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. I, I've been to Japan. I didn't even know there was such a, such a thing. Okay, that's great. Yeah. So, um, maybe tell us, like, how was the experience, like, you know, learning um, in Japan under, like, a authentic Japanese chef? Like, how are they, like? I mean, Japanese people, to begin with, they are all very friendly. They are very friendly. Um, they're quite patient. So, it's actually a very nice experience to be able to understand more of their culture. And for them to actually show us the right way to do to do things, you know, how to eat sashimi, sushi, how to cut the fish and so on, yeah. So it's quite a, I would say, you should not miss this experience if you ever go to Japan. <laughs> okay, so have you guys like, um, been to Japan after you all opened the restaurant recently? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I think the last we went was uh, late last year, if I'm not wrong, yeah. That was then, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, is it for business or for, for leisure? Normally, we will go over as mainly for business because we have a little bit of both. Because when you embark in this kind of journey, uh, it's difficult to say you have a proper off day. There's mm. never a proper off day. Yeah, so we have a little bit of both, definitely. Uh, mm. So, yeah. So, we have meeting some of the suppliers and so on, yeah. Oh, okay. So, you actually source all your supplies from directly from Japan, is it? Uh, most of our produce are from Japan. So, of course, we have local suppliers who help us also source out from Japan as well. Okay, that sounds like quite a bit of work in doing all the researching and the sourcing. Yeah, definitely. And the travelling back and forth. Okay, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you said that um, you actually worked in FMB for many years before that. Um, did you have any like formal education in the FMB line? Um, formal education for me, myself, no. Basically, I've learned through experience in my, where I worked at. So, apart from that, I do have like, uh, hospitality management courses that I went to. Yeah. The rest is more on mm. my experience on the job. Eh? Mm, okay. So, would you say like, the, maybe the education that you went through um, in Singapore, like, do you think they actually prepared you to be a restaurant owner? Definitely no. Those courses are more to prepare you on operation day to day. They don't tell us what it's like to be an owner, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because it's never the same when you're an owner and when you're an employee here. Yeah. yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, okay. So you you say that you actually like kinda learn on the job. Yeah, everything that we do we have to learn on the job. Yeah. So mm. more or less yeah, everything is on the job now, mostly. So like the back-end paperwork and everything, you, you just like found found out on your own, is it? Oh, definitely, there's people that I looked up to mm-hmm. during my, where I've worked before. So yeah, I do have my own mentor who actually helped me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say if I were at your restaurant for a day and then maybe I was like, I'm with you and I follow you around, like what would what, what I find out? I think if... You were to follow me, it's going to be quite boring because I'm more on the office side, so it's going to be very, very boring. It's more on the best person to follow would be my partner or my husband. Uh, his job is much more fun and more proactive because he's either in the kitchen or he's up fun in the front of house, you know, those kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. But what do you do usually, like in the back end? Of course, I have my uh, finance, uh, HR, marketing, all that. You learned on the job? 
yeah, most of it I learned on a job. Some I went for courses, of course, to upgrade my skills there. Because someone has to do the back end of the job, right? I'm guessing. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. No, I do. No, everybody can be doing the front and then you know doing all the cool stuff. Yeah. Someone has, or someone in the back has to take yeah, care. Yeah, someone of. has to sacrifice and do the boring part. <laughs> so um, let's see if I tomorrow I decide to maybe like quit my job and then open a restaurant. What advice would you give me? Definitely, of course, first and foremost, you will need the fundings. That's important. Uh, and then when you start off, you definitely need a lot of discipline. You need to hire the right people who will actually help the company to grow and you have to persevere. Uh, that's the most important. Uh. But of course, don't quit your job if you are not really 100% sure that this will work. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm guessing you, you did a lot of like research and everything before you, you started the restaurant. Basically, this opportunity that we have was the third, th- uh, third time that we had this opportunity. Because the first two times when we had this opportunity, we actually turned it down. Yeah, because we feel that we are not ready yet. Yeah. So finally, they said that's a charm, right? So the third time, then we just go for it. Yeah. Oh, so the, the first two opportunities you had were also for Izakaya? Yeah, it was also to open a restaurant, a concept, any concept that you want to open, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great opportunity. I think, I don't think that often have, happens to anyone. Yeah, well, of course, in the first two times when, when we were offered, we did not take it up because if we did take it up, maybe it would have been different. It maybe it's not been as good as now because at the point of time, we were not any, uh, working in Isakaya yet. Oh, okay, so yeah. this was before you guys went to Japan. Yeah, before all that, it's quite a few years back, yeah. So you tried to gain a bit more experience and know how the izakaya works before you embark on your own izakaya. Yeah. Now that uh, your izakaya is like um, doing well two years on, would you say that um, the restaurant is like now successful? Or would you say that you are also, this is also part of your dream as well? Okay, basically, if it was part of my dream, for me, it's more like me being supportive of his dream. If you ask me about my dream, I didn't even dream to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. I was just like, I'm going to be a normal person, just be a normal housewife, stay at home, you know, do all the normal stuff. I don't have those big kind of big dreams there, but I'm more on supporting his mm-hmm. dream in a way. So I'm happy that he's happy because he's living his dream. Yeah, so if you were to define success for the restaurant itself, I mean, there's very there's a lot of definition and there's different definition of what is uh how what is actually being successful. Mm-hmm. So actually, for us, for the restaurant, it's still a long way to go. Mm. Definitely, we we have to keep improving, and there's a lot of things that we can do and implement to make it better. Yeah, maybe you can say uh, success fifty percent there. <laughs> <laughs> Almost there. Okay, so are there any like um future like expansions or I don't know what what is what is in the future for Hararu Izakaya. Future plans definitely there is. It's just that it's not the time for us to share anything yet mm-hmm. because we do not have a concrete, uh, or firm decision of what's gonna happen in the future. I mean, we can plan, but we don't know what will happen in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. but definitely there is plans. Uh, just that we are not able to share out loud what's the plan. Yeah. So from what you say, um, I would say that maybe your your own definition of success is actually to see your husband successful. Am I right? Or like is, is your success based on his success as well? 
I mean, if you were to ask me to put it in a phrase, mm-hmm. success is uh, basically having the people around us that to grow with the brand being successful. Yeah, that's what success was. I know that you you said that maybe your job isn't the most like exciting part of the restaurant, but maybe is there any part of your job that you feel like you enjoy the most? I mean, not something that you thought you would enjoy, but you know, suddenly like when you're in it, you're like, actually, this is not so bad. I mean, I've been doing this uh, part of paperwork for quite a while, even before mm-hmm. I start the own restaurant. I mean, you know, the paperwork, there's, ne- there's nothing to enjoy paperwork, but gradually, you know, they say, when you love what you do, it's not a, a job. You just do it on a daily basis. So actually, it's not that bad. Lah, when you have your own routine and so on, of course, you have to break that routine once in a while. So what is like your, your working hours like usually at a restaurant? Are you always there when it's open or only some days? Oh no, definitely not. We have the, yeah, some days we have the key people to run the restaurant. So we focus more on the bigger picture. On, uh, I mean, you know, the plans for the, the future, or how the restaurant will be and so on, yeah. So we are not really there most of the time. So as for time-wise, when you are an entrepreneur, you do not have a time set for you. You know, you don't have 9 to 5. You work whenever you need to work. Even when you are overseas, whether you're on a holiday or you are on a business trip, you are actually working most of the time. Yeah, so do I don't, we do not really have a, you know, a timing that, okay, I start at 10 and I end at 6. No, it's just whatever that comes by, we just go with it, yeah. Oh, okay. This like a, sounds like a, like a job all day kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, in a way, it doesn't sound like it's for any 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 person, any average person that would want to do something like that. If you are gonna start your own business, you being a owner or co-founder, I mean that's one of the things that you have to sacrifice. Definitely your time. You wouldn't be able to say that oh tomorrow is my all day. Ah no, there's no such thing. You know, anything can happen tomorrow. You know, suddenly someone call you. Oh, I need this. I need that. So the next part of the podcast is actually like a rapid fire question okay so i'll actually ask you like 10 questions and uh-huh. you have to answer them as fast as you can okay i'll try so the first question uh your first job fast food <laughs> okay and second question your worst job my worst job i don't know man i don't think my job there's any worst job for me at the moment so next question uh what did you want to be when you grew up when I was younger, a lawyer. Oh. <laughs> totally way, way off. No, no, not really. You still have to negotiate, you know, with other with suppliers and all that <laughs> kind of thing. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, next question. How do people know when you're stressed? When I got my headphones on. Uh, texting or talking? Texting. Next question. Favorite day of the week? Sunday. Favorite holiday destination? Japan, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was wondering if you would say that. How many times have you been to Japan? I mean, do you have you actually counted? No, not really. Actually, I think it's more than ten. Yeah. Oh, do you guys go to just uh, Tokyo or like all the other places like Kyoto and Osaka? Yeah, we've been to Tokyo, Kyoto. I think so. Osaka was next on the list. This will be somewhere next year. Mm. So you all go for your business travels is mostly in Tokyo? Yeah, mostly it's in Tokyo. 
Well, this is where we get all the ideas, yeah. So, next question. The person that you call when you have good news? My husband, of course. Next question. Uh, name something that you're not good at. That I'm at cooking. Fiche, <laughs> yeah. Having a restaurant but you can't cook, huh? Next means by that your husband is the one that cooks and you are the one that takes care of all the back end stuff. Yes. Okay, last question. Favorite ice cream flavor? Yam. Yam flavor, yeah. Oh, yam. Yep. Is it the, the potong? Yeah, ice the cream? Color. I'm a bit of old school, yeah, so. I like the, the sweet corn. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good too. The sweet corn is nice. Actually, the whole, the whole series is nice. Yeah. The red bean, the yam, yeah, yeah, the mango. So I want to thank you for sharing with us on your journey. And um, before we end this interview, maybe you could um, share with the listeners like how they can find out more about Hararu Izakaya. Oh, uh, if you want to find out more about Hararu Izakaya, basically you can visit our website at www.hararuizakaya.com or you can follow our Facebook at Hararu Izakaya SG and our IG page at hararu.izakaya. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys got some value bombs from today's guest. Also, it would be awesome if you click subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you find value in this podcast, please leave a rating to share this podcast with a friend. Have a great day ahead and see you next week on the Sipping Tea Podcast.